you guys, it's Megan. So this is the first episode of Orange Couch Therapy. I'm so excited that you decided to join me here. Um, This is completely new to me. I've I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I don't know exactly why my... I've been drawn to this, but uh, but I am, and I decided to to just kind of go with it and see what see what happens. Anyway, before I get into what I wanted to actually talk about today, um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of background about who I am, so that way, you know, moving forward, you know who is talking to you. Um, so I'll start off with I've been in the mental health field for probably a little over a decade. Um, that's when I started my education uh, for this field and to be in the position that I'm at. And so back then, I my husband is a military veteran. Um, we were at one point a military family, and it was just a really, really difficult time. Um, so one of the things that I was so disappointed in was, I mean, there were services for mental health, but... It was almost as if it was like frowned upon to actually utilize those services. Um, people were scared. People were scared to utilize them for fear of, you know, superiors finding out and, you know, them just kind of assuming that there's something wrong with them and that they can't execute their duties and their job appropriately because they have something going on mentally, um, which is so, so unfair. Um, and then even too, the support for families, I think, was just, it could have been way way better. And I just knew back then, I'm like, you know, this is, I just remember being so, so frustrated. I'm like, I got to do something. I, I am, I am just so mad and I want to do something to, to help support people who are in the military, in the military. And I want to, you know, um, help with the families as well. So that's kind of what got me started and how I figured out, you know, what I wanted to kind of do career wise. So fast forwarding a few years after that, after my husband was honorably discharged, he had done a tour in Iraq um, from 2004 to 2005, and it was just, it was really hard. So I kind of sat down after I had tried a few um, career choices, and I just, I was, ugh, I did not connect with them. So I had a real serious talk with me, myself, and I. It was a great meeting. <laughs> but I kind of was just like, you know what, you got to, I know that I want to do something. There's something out there that is very meant, you know, it's meant for me. I incorporated some of my natural gifts that I feel like come natural to me. And, um, you know, just, so I, I came up with doing counseling and getting into the world of counseling and, and mental health. And kind of along those that route, I had gotten into, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I want to go like the medical route. So I was considering psychiatry at one point. I was pre-med for a hot semester. And uh, I quickly learned, I'm like, oh, this is just not the way I want to connect and help with people. Um, uh, it's just, yeah, not for me. And I just knew it kind of solidified my decision to get into uh, counseling. So uh, now here I am. I am a board-certified licensed professional counselor. Um, I currently work at a private practice, uh, which is it's a really great place and have had such great experiences working with such a diverse um, group of people and um, mental health issues. So primarily what I work with is, well, actually, I work with kind of an array of, of people and, and, and symptoms, right? So, I mean, 
I do individual counseling. We work with anxiety. I work with depression. Um, I work with couples uh, who are having communication issues. We work with, or I work with um, even little kids who have diagnosis of ADHD. Um, you know, and just kind of teaching them the skills to work with their new superpowers that they're now aware of. And one intervention that I actually specialize in is biofeedback. Um, Even if you give it a quick Google search, there's some really cool information about it. But basically, to sum it up, biofeedback, so what we're doing is getting your biological responses and getting the data on it. Um, So biological responses could be heart rate, it could be um, temperature, Um, there's a couple other bio, bio responses that we have. So basically taking that data and teaching the client how to basically get those, you know, how to manipulate that so you're more effective, you're not as anxious. Um, This intervention also helps with migraines. It can help with performance uh, for athletes. So some really, really cool stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to to integrating that into uh, utilizing that more with, with my clients that I see. So that's that. So here I am now. I decided to do this podcast, thought we could do, obviously, talking about mental health, just kind of talking about, you know, regular life struggles and stuff. Um, But really quickly, back to Orange Couch Therapy and how I developed that. So I obviously took my profession and I actually connected that and, and integrated that with my deep, passionate love for the series, the TV series Friends. They have a big orange couch in um, Central Park, um, and so I combined the two, and that's where that's where I got this from. So here we are. I'm so excited. So I'm going to just di- dig right into it. We I, w- one of the things that I wanted to start talking about um, is basically the winter blues. At least us northwestern people here, uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago area, um, we get some pretty yucky weather. Uh, right about this time of year, the January, February-ish, um, maybe even to March, um, we get this really cold weather. Everything has come down, like we've come down from the holidays. So there's really, you know, it, it, we're just kind of in limbo. Um, but maybe, maybe this is a little bit different this year, only because we've kind of been in limbo for the last, since 2020, March of 2020, with this whole pandemic. We've just been more isolated, Um so maybe it's not such a huge transition this year, but I mean, you know, years prior, you know, and hopefully moving forward, the typical thing is, you know, the holidays come, you might be feeling really optimistic. You're like, oh, there's a new year coming up. I'm feeling so motivated and so inspired. I'm going to start doing blah, blah, blah. XYZ, right? We got that goal in mind. We're so excited about it. January 1st comes around. We are, we've got the tools, we started it, we're doing it, we're optimistic, and fast forward a couple weeks into January, we're still doing it, but that optimism has kind of fizzled out. We're still motivated, but it's also starting to fizzle out. And then February comes, and you're like, hey, you know what, um, I'm just going to take this one day break and I'm going to have a cheat day or I'm not going to work out or I'm going to stop writing just to give myself a little break. Something, right? And then all of a sudden, the month of February passes and you're like, shoot, that one day break uh, has definitely turned into a few weeks of a break. 
And so that's the part that I wanted to talk about. Sometimes we get those winter blues and it just, I mean, dampens, dampers, puts a damper on our motivation and inspiration. So what do we got to do? What are some, what are some things that have worked for you guys? Um, Some things that we, that I usually will talk to clients about um, is going, you know, where, where is this lack of motivation? Where's the lack of inspiration? Where, where's that coming from? Why has that kicked in? What's going on? Are we not seeing results? So are you bored? Um, is it, do you not have clear, clear goals in mind where you're sticking to a timeline? So you're getting the work done and the momentum is still there. Um, is it a little bit deeper than that? Is it a little bit of the winter blues, right? Like I was talking about. Is it winter blues? Are we in a little bit of a seasonal depression kind of deal? Are we, has, has it just, is it as simple as life has gotten in the way and you just like, oh my gosh, time has gone by? Um, is it a little bit deeper than that? Is it deeper than the seasonal depression? Is it actual depression? Is it something that you've experienced, uh, you know, more, you know, even prior to, to the holidays and the colder weather kicking in or whatnot. So figure it out. You know, I think some things to kind of decipher between all of those is going, okay, well, if you have depression, um, you know, clinical depression, it's, you know, you're looking at a a long range of time um, that you've had, you know, these specific symptoms related to depression. So depression can look like, um, you know, just no motivation where you can't even get out of bed. You might have some really depressive thoughts that are keeping you down to, um, you're barely functioning. You're not very focused. You have a hard time sleeping or you're sleeping too much. Um, and then, so that those symptoms are you usually within a certain amount of time. Um, I think by that, I think we're looking at at least six months worth of having consistent symptoms across the board. So, uh, with seasonal depression, obviously it's kind of self-explanatory. You only you the depression has kicked in in a certain season of the year. So typically, what we look at is people are like, well, you know, the winter rolls around and I got that seasonal depression, and then as soon as the season changes, their mood changes, they're kind of back to, to normal functioning and feeling feeling much better. Um, so if you can't relate to any of that, um, maybe it's just a lack of motivation. How clear are your goals? Uh, do you need to implement a time management uh, plan to, to execute these goals day by day or week by week? So just some things to, to think about. And I think that's kind of actually been the issue more so that I've seen in the last year, at least in this pandemic more specifically, is people have gotten, you know, this extra, way extra downtime than we're so used to, right? We live in such a fast-paced world. So we went from 100 to zero in literally a day. Everything was shut down, so on and so forth. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. So with... Um, I've noticed that people, a lot of it is they are missing their routine. Do you have a routine? Are you getting up at a certain time every day? Are you, you know, taking care of your hygiene, your basic needs? Um, Are you, you know, picking up around the house or, you know, or whatever and creating a peaceful space for yourself? So as we look at those things, I mean, if, 
if you're feeling like maybe a time management plan or just having a, you know, a consistent schedule each day um, routine, that's what I was looking for. If you feel like that could help, um, absolutely start to, to do that. Start making the plans for that. Additionally, too, sometimes what you see is, you know, if you have this downtime and you're just kind of like, uh, just kind of going with the flow, you're not really doing things purposefully with purpose, um, you can start to feel disconnected. I don't know about, I mean, some people are, they're feeling completely disconnected, just even doing the day-to-day stuff um, because there's just, the downtime can be so overwhelming, which is, I don't think we think of that. I think we think of downtime as like, oh, it's so relaxing when actually there, <laughs> a lot of people struggle with the downtime because they just have no idea what to do with it. You know, they, they now have to replace a whole day's worth of routine um, because, you know, it was so different prior to the pandemic. So just think about those things. You know, if you're feeling completely disconnected, if you're feeling like these days are flying by, you know, do you need to do some grounding work? Do you need to bring yourself back down to earth and out of your head because you've had so much downtime and so much time with your thoughts? You, do you need to come back down to earth? So I actually had this discussion with somebody, um, actually quite a few discussions with many different people because this keeps coming up. Um, so I just thought I would share it and talk about it, is just being completely disconnected um, you know, because of that, because there, we're so... We have that time to sit in our thoughts a little bit more, which is, eh, that could get dangerous. So do some grounding work. Um, Typically, sometimes what I will remind clients to do or an exercise that can be helpful is the 54321. It's a uh, grounding technique where it's it's more, I think, like useful in panic attacks. So if you're doing, if you're having a panic ta- panic attack, do the five, four, three, two, one. So five things that you can see, and it's like four things that you can um, touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, um, and then one thing you can taste. It's something like that. And so, like I said, those are usually for helping somebody to get out of a panic attack. But even more so, it's it's just hard. Your thoughts get away from you during the day. So sometimes I'll even go, and I, I do this personally, where if I'm getting ready for work, I'm already getting into work mode. Who am I, you know, I'm thinking of clients. What do I need to do today? Who do I need to contact today and, and connect with? Uh, what meetings do I have? And I just, I don't think it's fair when I, you know, to think about those things when I'm at home. Um, so I make sure to, to ground myself and kind of help myself through that and to just stay focused. And so I'm enjoying my time at home. Um, I think it's so important. So, I mean, I do something so basic where I'm just like, I'm drying my hair. I'm getting the blow dryer out. My blow dryer is, um, you know, it's got this long cord and it blows out hot air and you know I'm going through the whole thing and I'll sometimes have to go through my whole makeup routine now here's a kicker too some people are like oh it should only like take five minutes to ground yourself well nope not all the time not if you are you're so used to just being in your head and in your thoughts sometimes those you know having to ground yourself can take quite a while I would say even sometimes it's taken me like 30 40 minutes to to ground and then all of a sudden you notice that you're out of your head and you're maybe a little bit more relaxed or a little less anxious and you're just kind of enjoying your time. And I think that's, you know, at least for me, I think that's probably the main goal um, and what's more enjoyable. 
With all that being said, if there's anything else you want to add to this discussion, I am so open for it, and I think it would be really cool. So if you do, meet me on Instagram. Go to Orange Couch Therapy on Instagram, and uh, just go to the threads and start a discussion. You can start it with other people, or I'm going to pipe in too, and uh, just to continue to um, generate some ideas maybe. Thanks so much for joining me. I can't wait to continue the discussion. This is Megan, and this is Orange Couch Therapy.